Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. And a very pleasant welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you and thrilled to be here. On the Believe Podcast Networks, uh, Luby, I know you're looking forward to the Thanksgiving yes, sir. week that's coming up, and it always begs the magic question, at what point in the year, and it's been a weird year, huh? Yep. I mean, when you think about all the things that happened, you have to go all the way back to like January 6th, and you had this uh, storming of the Capitol building, I mean, an unprecedented event in American history. The Republicans didn't see anything. They thought it was like uh, business as usual. Hey, looks like a tour to me. <laughs> Some guy gets off a tour bus uh, with a fur hat and horns, uh, you know, uh, stark naked with red paint all over him and is uh, yelling and screaming and ready to go beat up some cops. I, I don't know if that's exactly the kind of tour that you want coming through there. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, that happened this year. I mean, Joe Biden's inauguration was this year. Doesn't that seem like centuries ago? Yes. Louis Louis, it says yes. we approach Thanksgiving. Yeah, it feels like that. Everybody always ago. says the year has just flown by. Yep. I agree. This year has it's been like three years in one year, it feels like. Like 100 years in one year. So we went back 100 years in history to like the Civil War this year. Just uh, unbelievable uh, what's happening around the world. But uh, we don't want to get too uh, deeply into that because uh, there's a lot of uh, sporting uh, topical material here uh, today. And uh, yet, uh, Thanksgiving. Now, when do people check out? Like, do people do any work today. next week? Is it Tuesday? I mean, do you actually go to today. work and pretend you're doing something on Monday? When uh, in reality, you're going to be slobbering down the massive amounts of eggnog that, uh, you know, and there's always the guy, the alcoholic in the company that <laughs> spikes the eggnog even more significantly than it already was. So it's knocking everybody out cold or, or do people even bother with that anymore, especially in the uh, COVID era? Are, are you inclined to get a ladle and, uh, you know, out of a punch bowl, dish yourself out a, a cup of uh, spiked eggnog? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think we're ladling things. Right now, with COVID still around, people are still, even though the food really has nothing to do with it, we still, you know, don't like to mess around with that. All right. All right. So be safe out there, uh, Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we hope everybody has just a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. We've talked on the shows uh, many times, uh, and I believe we've touched on it here on the Believe podcast uh, with uh, After Hours. Uh, that uh, I do lead the league in blown Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> Details are not particularly flattering for anybody that was involved, but, uh, you know, stuff happens uh, every now and then. Uh, you get a turkey that wasn't cooked right. Uh, the guests show up in a particularly honorary mood. Uh, you weren't able to get to the liquor store on time. You thought people were bringing their own <laughs> booze. I mean, there are a lot of things that can go wrong at a Thanksgiving dinner, including the time that uh, one of the turkeys of the two that were cooked uh, for the guests that were going to be at my house, ended up in a canal behind my house. 
and was floating like that uh, volleyball in, in Castaway. And I, I'm yelling, Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I bring this up for a reason. Uh, okay. and, and follow me on this one, Mike Lubilub. It's, uh, it's uh, the story of, like, what happened to Howie Steinler? Are you familiar with this story? What happened to Howie Steinler? Okay. Now, he wasn't a kid from my uh, grade school that I grew up <laughs> with in Brooklyn and was playing marbles with. Howie Steinler uh, was a very famous boxing promoter and manager, and he was the owner in Los Angeles of the gym that you see depicted in every fight movie. The gym scenes are usually shot at the Main Street Gym in Los Angeles, and it has those funny figurines hanging on the wall of the boxers. I don't know. You've seen them? Yeah. That was where they shot Rocky. I mean, Apollo Creed and Rocky, when they got it on at the end of, what was that, like Rocky Seven, <laughs> when they finally got in the ring together? <laughs> where are they? You can clearly see if you've been there, which I don't know that it's one of those places that a lot of people would just think was part of a tour bus ride into Los Angeles. You're more likely to see the La Brea Tar Pits, which now somehow has its own show. How could you make a show about a tar pit, which really isn't all that eventful? I mean, you go to the La Brea Tar Pits, you look and you go, hey, look at that, a tar pit. And that's it. You get a hot dog, a map to the stars, homes, and uh, you get the hell out of there. You're flying out of there as fast as you can. There's just not much going on there. A couple of bubbles. Wait, look at that, a bubble. And and that's the whole attraction. It's fenced off. Uh, So how they made a, a television series about that is is beyond the scope of my wildest imagination. But uh, anyway, uh, the uh, Main Street gym, depicted in many, many fight scenes uh, in movies, anytime you see a guy working out uh, or uh, you know, any type of uh, fight scene, uh, they go up the stairs out on the Main Street gym. It's kind of a dingy place. I mean, yep. it's everything that you would want in an old-school boxing gym. Uh, yep. The blood is on the walls, the smell <laughs> of sweat. It's like eau de jockstrap in, in there. And they got the leather and the bags and a lot of world champions training there at the same time. So Howie Steinler owned this uh, gym, and he was also the manager. And I got to know him through a friend of mine uh, because uh, I majored in uh, knowing famous people that are completely obscure, <laughs> as uh, is the case with my friend, the former WBC Bantamweight champion of the world, the great Albert Davila, great fighter, great story, great sports story. But uh, he happened to be a stablemate of Danny Little Red Lopez, the often mentioned on my many radio shows, Danny Little Red Lopez, who I got to know, uh, you know, a reasonably decent level because uh, they were both managed uh, eventually by the same guy. Uh, when I met uh, Albert, uh, he introduced me to Danny Little Red Lopez through a guy named Benny Giorgino. But prior to that, there was a guy named Howie Steinler that was the manager of Danny Little Red Lopez who went to Ghana and won a world championship over a guy named David Little Poison Cote, who uh, was the uh, Ghana champion and the pride of the country at the time. And uh, Danny gets a phone call before the fight. He's over there by himself. His manager couldn't make it over there. And uh, he's in a room by himself. He's about to fight for the featherweight championship of the world in the hometown and the home country of a guy who's going to be heavily favored over a little red Lopez. And he gets a call from like Idi Amin or wherever was whatever tyrant was running the country at the time. And uh, the guy just says on the phone to Danny a night before the fight, you will not leave the country with our championship. And hangs up the phone, Lobby. Are you following this? What? That's what happened. This is the way Danny would tell the story. That's crazy. So um, anyway, uh, sure enough, uh, he he wins the championship on a decision, believe it or not, and uh, leaves Ghana. He gets out of there okay. But Howie Steinler, his manager, mysteriously and still, and this has to be 45, 50 years ago, to this day, a cold case, a completely unsolved mystery. It's Robert Stack time coming out of the smoke with a raincoat and no clothes on. 
no one knows how Howie Steinler ended up being found in the trunk of his car on the Ventura Freeway about three days after the fight. Wow. So uh, they may not have gotten to Danny, but somebody got to somebody. Yeah, what the hell? On that story. Now, I bring this up for a reason because, uh, you know, I mean, it's an untraced uh, mystery murder, and you, you wonder where the person disappeared to. We have a story like this on a tennis front right now with this, uh, is it Peng Shui? And uh, she had some accusations about a sexual assault by one of the leaders in the Chinese government. And guess what? <laughs> Hasn't been seen since. It'll be a very serious story that's going on in the uh, world of sports right now. And uh, yeah, people are very, uh, you know, you don't hear the NBA talking about that. Hey, where's no. Feng Shui? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't see Adam Silver running around. Hey, if this woman doesn't surface, all deals are off. Wow. So uh, the money, very powerful over there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ugly stuff uh, going on. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I, I bring this up for a reason, because uh, you're, you're wondering if this guy somehow has disappeared. A and I'm talking about the MVP voting in the American League, because there's a guy at Caesar Sportsbook somewhere. I'm not sure which one who uh, took a ticket in thirty thousand dollars on Shohei Otani to win the most valuable player award before the season started. Wow. Now, what were the odds he was going to do that? I mean, this was a guy that had more Tommy John surgeries than Tommy John. <laughs> like every year, this guy's getting Tommy John. Honestly. He was Tommy John. He was Frank Tanana. He was John Smalls. He was everybody who ever had uh, Tommy John surgery rolled up into one, this guy. His elbow was shredded wheat is the way that it was deemed. Uh, Dr. James Andrews wouldn't even look at the x-rays. They were like appalling to him and uh, the MRIs. So uh, you, you thought, wow, what, what are the chances this guy wins the MVP? He's 60 to 1. That's crazy. To win the American League MVP coming back. 60 to 1. And we tracked this all season long because yep. we had a rooting interest in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And it kind of became a fascinating story. You were wondering, I don't want to say that my Major League Baseball might be pandering to Japanese interests. Is that possible to me? Well, <laughs> who, who would ever who would ever think something as cynical as that? Pandering to Japanese interests because uh, Shohei Otani became an overwhelming favorite. Yeah. To win the MVP, while this other guy, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., of the Toronto Blue Jays, and of course the son of the great Vladimir Guerrero Jr., one of the great bad ball hitters of all time, uh, he he was in contention to win the Triple Crown with like ridiculous numbers. Like the batting average was in the three twenties. Yep. And uh, he was going to have to hit more home runs than Otani, who had forty seven, which I think he did. And then an RBIs, uh, Adam Duvall ended up being the RBI leader in the. Uh, National League or in the American League? Not no. Adam Duvall was National League. Braves. But, uh, yeah, he's on the Braves. He, he didn't win. Uh, he didn't win the uh, American League uh, RBI title. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I don't believe. No. So uh, probably Otani was the guy, right? But some poor sucker at Caesar's Palace. Now, how responsible do you think the ticket writer is? How many people did he have to consult to take thirty grand on a, a prop bet on who's going to win the MVP in the American League? And he lays the thirty grand down at sixty to one. Whoever made this bet. 60 to 1. That's crazy. So the payoff is in excess of $1.8 million. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know the exact numerology on it, but, I mean, uh, you just do the math on that. That's uh, 30 grand to win $1.8 million based on a voting uh, proposition where somebody subjectively wins most valuable player. Now, I, I don't think anybody would argue with it. In fact, nobody did because uh, Shohei Otani won the MVP in the American League, by a unanimous Going vote away, of yep. all of those ink-stained wretches and schleps <laughs> that are in the Baseball Writers of America or whoever uh, votes on such things. And, uh, you know, you can't say that uh, anybody got robbed there. I mean, no, Tani with 47 homers, nine wins, a 3.18 earn run average, uh, certainly deserving. 
yeah. of MVP uh, consideration. His team wasn't really in contention all year, so there wasn't that pressure. But who's done that since the Bambino? Like nobody. No way. Pretty incredible year. No so um, anyway, a guy wins one point eight million, and the reason I bring up the Howie Steinler story is that uh, well, what are the odds they find some ticket writer in a trunk? Of a car somewhere, uh, you know, out in the middle of the desert there with the neon signs in Las Vegas. Or, you know, somebody had to sign off on it. I would imagine that went all the way to uh, top-level management. And you have to figure, Luby, that this might be one of the great sucker bets of all time. Yeah. Betting on who's going to win MVP. Would you have bet Bryce Harper to win MVP? No. I would imagine you could have got a pretty fancy price on that. He looked like he was finished. Yep, he's been a disaster. Now, finally, he answered the question and uh, with a definitive uh, style. <laughs> and we've been asking this. It's kind of a South Florida question for you people around the country that aren't familiar with us and uh, where we're from here. Uh, we hail from uh, what is known as South Florida because nobody wants to admit that they live in Miami. <laughs> the whole area. <laughs> Why is that, right? It's like a glamorous destination. Yes, it is an international destination of choice for many, including our South American friends. <laughs> People come here because it's freaking sunny all the time. Yes. Except for today. I mean, a little wet wet outside, but still, you know, (laughs) nice enough. Right? Yes. People are freezing their fannies off everywhere else in the country, and now we're here thinking, oh, God, it's raining. Can't go to the beach. (laughs) But there are plenty (laughs) plenty of uh, other options. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, you you really, uh, you know, you you have to wonder uh, what happens when when somebody ends up uh, taking action on a bet like that and having to go up and smoke. The question here with Bryce Harper was uh, always, what's more overrated? Yep. The stone crab, which is considered a South Florida delicacy. Yes. If you see some mayor making a bet with some guy in Minnesota. Always stone crab. Yes, and we get the short end of that here. Our mayor <laughs> does anyway. I mean, if it's, uh, who, who's that guy? Francis uh, Suarez? Yeah. Fra- hey, Frank, you want to put up some stone crabs against uh, some walleye? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like buffalo. If the wings. Dolphins beat the Vikings? You know, the two mayors make a bet. I always love that. Yeah. But we get screwed. I mean, uh, you know, stone crabs uh, right now are a very pricey item. For some reason, uh, you know, the claw used to regrow, but now it's like trying to regrow your hair with Rogaine or something. I mean, it's just not happening like it used to. So uh, stone crabs have become a prohibitive item on menus. Yep. Market price, I can assure you, is exorbitant. Unless yep. you're uh, Jeff Bezos, you're not looking at market price on the menu and thinking, should I ask how much, dear? <laughs> Do you ask, by the way, what the market price is? I do. Surely my wife is not a big fan of it, but I don't give a damn. Is it uh, lacking in class? Yeah, supposedly to, uh, it's say, not hey. class, but I don't give a Like, why is that? What would you say your name was, waiter? <laughs> Joe? Uh, okay. How much is market price on the fish? That <laughs> does look kind of cheap now that, now that you mentioned it, it. It screams cheap, but I don't care. <laughs> I want to know. Right. I mean, you don't want to find out that you paid $99 exactly. for, like, some hogfish. When you could have ordered the snapper for nineteen dollars and exactly. not known the difference, right? Honestly, <laughs> so I mean it happens. But uh, the stone crab has become very, very pricey. Bryce Harper, you would have to say, is no longer no. more overrated than the stone crab since he won the MVP He's somehow and bounced MVP. back from a miserable season. He looked like a shot fighter, didn't he? Yep. Speaking of Danny Little Red Lopez, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you all like Harper is like falling off a cliff. I mean, the guy won an MVP and then went back to being eh. And now he's he was won. striking out every at bat last year. It was a yeah. That's all you heard. That's what he Here's was. Bryce Harper at the plate. Who was the guy that used to do the Phillies game? Was that Harry Callis? Harry Callis is the legend. Here's yeah. Mickey Marandini. Yep. I don't sound like Harry Callis, but uh, he had kind of one of those weird voices that made it uh, sort of unique for baseball play-by-play. Mickey Marandini had a way of trailing it off. But, uh, yeah, he, he had to be considered. If he was around today, I think he might have checked out years ago, Harry Callis. Yes. 
Used to do NFL films also. Yes. After the voice of uh, God, he was the next nearest voice to God. Imagine having a place uh, replace Facenda. I mean, Callis is pretty close. Oh, my Callis God. had one of those legendary voices. These brave young men are here to play a child's game. <laughs> Facenda can make anything sound good, right? He could be, you know, literally like reading a Chinese menu. Yep. We've done that. Yep. Mugu Gai Pan. <laughs> General Chow's Chicken. Hey, make it sound good. I had an argument with our friend at Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo. Uh, he never heard of Mapu Tofu. You ever heard of that? I had uh, never heard of it. Now you were talking about it today. I've never heard of that dish. You made it sound Spicy actually tofu, better. Spicy tofu, man. I mean, it's like a California thing, I would imagine. Of course. <laughs> Although uh, enough sodium in there to, uh, you know, need a hazmat suit <laughs> to walk around town. I mean, just uh, you're going to explode at any time there. And, uh, you know, people who think, what, what is this guy, a suicide bomber? No, he just had some Mapu Tofu over at the Peking <laughs> Duck House. <laughs> He looked bloated and ready to just absolutely burst <laughs> at the seams. But, uh, no, that was interesting. I mean, if you're the ticket writer, are you responsible uh, to the casino I, for I, taking that bet? Or are you just taking everybody's bet because you know that, uh, for the most part, all of those prop bets are just absolute losing? There's a reason they call them prop bets, as in losing propositions. Exactly. Losing. Like, aren't, are you allowed to say no? Like, I don't think you're allowed to say no. Now, I presume when it's that amount of money, you're going, like you said, to someone higher. Like he's not. Yeah. Hey, Lou, can we call. take thirty thousand? No. <laughs> <laughs> he went so tiny. You know, the guy was in one game last year to uh, win the MVP. Exactly. I, I'm sure whoever wrote that uh, wrote that uh, with uh, great delight. Probably went out and celebrated, saying, "Look at these suckers sending in on a tiny." Uh, so uh, anyway, he ends up uh, winning the MVP. The guy won almost two million dollars. That was great. But um, I, I was worried. Uh, my immediate concern, naturally, was for somebody showing up like Howie Steinler, mysteriously, you know. Uh, not breathing in the trunk of their car yeah, exactly. and uh, uh, you take a whiff of that and you're thinking this guy's been in here for about four yeah. days <laughs> what do you think man they sent some uh, you know some party from Ghana to whack this guy no. crazy no how do you think that happened no one's ever solved this mystery you look it up uh, in the history of Los Angeles that one's weird uh, yeah no one ever found out what happened to Howie Steinler the manager of Danny Little Red Lopez all right, uh, Jets-Dolphins, where do you stand on that thing? Uh, that's a big thing around town here. The uh, Jets, three-and-a-half-point uh, underdogs to the Miami Dolphins who are on the road at the Meadowlands. The Dolphins have won two in a row. They stink, though. Yes. And uh, yet their defense has kind of uh, distinguished itself the last couple of weeks, including finding a way to shut down completely Lamar Jackson. Was that a victory for the Dolphins or an aberration and a fluke on the part of John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens, who never really figured out what to do against yeah. the Miami Dolphins blitz. So so how is Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, who, and, and it is true, uh, they drafted Joe Flacco in the first round uh, when the uh, Ravens took him, right? Yes. And uh, the next pick was Cro-Magnon Man. <laughs> was picked second. Came right into the league at that time. There. Uh, he had freshman eligibility left, but he decided to go pro. Uh, no, he, he's been in the league forever. Long I don't know. What does he have left in the tank? They they chose him. Robert Sala chose him over the uh, Cinderella man, James Day Braddock there, Mike White, because uh, White threw four picks in the last game. And, uh, you know, Sala was ending up being challenged by Rex Ryan in a fist fight <laughs> as a result of <laughs> quite an embarrassment to uh, Robert Sala, who uh, Rex pointed out his defenses with San Francisco maybe a little bit inflated uh, the value on it's the what it feels there. like. Yes, he had one great yeah. year and then the other years were sort of a. The Jets have given up 175 points, Luby, in their last four games. That's 175. Amazing. Now, you don't have to be a genius. You can go right into, uh, you know, four going into 160 would be 40 points a game. So 
My God. I mean, you're talking it's about like, like 44 a points a game. <laughs> in the NFL. In the NFL. For like, four straight games. <laughs> like, that's Over under totals are like 49 and a hook. Exactly. And you have a team game. that's given up 175 <laughs> points defensively in the last four games. Now, some of that had to be fueled by lousy quarterback play also. I mean, we're talking about pick sixes. Maybe it wasn't all on the defense. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, that, that's a frightening stat. I, I don't see how the Dolphins are only favored by three and a half in that game. What do you think? I think that the team seems to play better for two as much as Miami. Not even Miami, actually. The national media. If he doesn't destroy this defense, he should resign from the NFL and and just uh, get get into another job altogether. Take your money and run. I think they play better offensively when he's out there. And I think we've seen a better defense. So that combination versus a Jets team that is swirling and tumbling and with a lot of confusion. That's one thing you can give Flores and the Dolphins. As much as we criticize them, they've. Uh, stayed the course this whole time. Like, they stay behind Flores the whole time. Like, the Jets have already sort of lost faith in Salah. The Dolphins, no matter what's going on on the field, they stay with Because we don't care anymore. We we, we don't care about anything here in South Florida. It's a town without pity. We've said it many times. I mean, I don't know if this is happening around the country. And this rivalry, which uh, we're going to focus in on in today's edition of the uh, DeForest Files, uh, I mean, it's, it's meaningless at this point. Both teams exist. have been terrible for a long time. Dolphins, uh, about 20 games sub 500 since Marino retired. That's a long period of futility and sub-mediocrity. Yes. And, and the Jets in the last couple of years are something like 23 and 50-something. Uh, last four years, I mean, just a horrible record. So uh, who cares about this ballgame except us? Exactly. Because it helps us fill time on the Blue <laughs> Podcast here on a Friday before Thanksgiving. It's great. I think the game will right, be interesting. Uh, I think the Dolphins yeah. will win. I think it'll be fun. I, I I would have rather seen Mike White. Like, I don't know why you're going with the old guy Flacco. You're going to lose regardless probably. So, like, why? Lying mysteriously low, I think, yeah, uh, in, in that ballgame. Yeah, it's weird. And, and a lot of people are picking the Jets. Uh, I was looking at the New York Post handicappers. They have nine guys, five and four. There you go. Five picked the uh, Jets, four picked the Dolphins in that ballgame. So a lot of people see this as a toss-up. I, I guess when you get two lousy teams, yeah. three and seven and two and seven, I mean, there's a whole, not a whole lot there to uh, you know, base a favorable opinion on either guy. But, uh, I mean, but with the offense in disarray for the uh, New York Jets and, and their defense is shambles, I, I would have to think the Dolphins should be favored by more than three and a hook. I'm going to say Dolphins unload. But whatever you're saving up for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners and all of that and presents, bet it all, my friends, on the Miami Dolphins. There you go. Playing three and a hook. Let's go. The hook scares me, though. The hook does scare me. I think they'll win by more. I think they'll win by a touchdown. They should win by 20 points. What are you talking about? There you go. There's something wrong here. There's Russian money involved. Russian money. (laughs) Hey, Putin. (laughs) I think Vladimir's uh, got money on the... uh, Exactly. Uh, on the Jets in this game. All right. Uh, we're going to come back uh, with a. Do you have a uh, Luby's Law today? I do not have a Luby's Law, but Are we you will lawn? have. There's no law, but I will have from you a default file. So stay tuned to that. It was Burke's Law many years ago, a great television series. And uh, Luby's Law now, lightening up on the Believe Podcast Network. But uh, DeForest Files is on tap on this uh, fine Friday edition of the program. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate the support. Uh, a little bit of a growing crowd, would you say, Luby? What yes, do we got? we have a nice... We've got some momentum consistent here. ...consistent growth, and we want you to keep finding us. And if you want more of us, check us out Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 live, ionchannel.com, slash the dash show. You can also look on Google, the default show, D-E-F-O, if you want to find us video-wise. And again, every day, new stuff right here, exclusive content on the Believe Podcast Network after hours. Yes, and uh, back with a, a hard-hitting editorial. There you go. In just a moment here on the Believe Podcast Network.
anatomy of a rivalry gone south. That story in a moment. Buy or lease a Taos and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305-448-DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. There was a time when the Miami Dolphins went against the New York Jets. The fans saw none of the team's uniform colors as they looked out on the field because they were just plain seeing red. Fueled in part by the massive migration of New Yorkers coming south for the winter months, Floridians harbored a bitter resentment towards the Jet fans who represented the most reprehensible characteristics, in their estimation, of the obnoxious, entitled, overbearing heathens they were perceived to be. Whether it was in the stands for a ball game or just battling for a position for a parking spot at the grocery store. As is often the case in sports, two city factions who already have issues with each other can easily channel their acrimony through a competition on a playing field. And like a Mexican fighter, meaning a Mexican-American in a boxing ring in Los Angeles, battle lines were clearly drawn in the decisive and often derisive fashion between fans of the Jets and the Dolphins. The animosity was not limited to those in the crowd, however, as most players representing the two squads would tell you even years after their careers were over, they will always harbor resentment towards the other organization, and some would consider even a two-win season a success as long as those two victories were over their rival in the Jets-Dolphins annual meetings. There were classics in this series, games forever etched in the memory banks of both teams and their respective fan bases, the miracle at the Meadowlands with a guy named Jumbo making the touchdown catch to win it all, the fake spike play and the Marino-O'Brien shootout game, and of course A.J. Duet's three-pick performance in the AFC title game when they shut out Richard Todd. But however hot this series was at one time, the steam has clearly faded as each franchise has fallen from potential contenders to distant also-rans and even desperate also-rans at the same time. Since Dan Marino's retirement, despite four winning seasons in the immediate aftermath, Miami's cumulative regular season record is 159 and 177, with a 1 and 15 season tossed in too recently to be forgotten. A look at the last five years of Jets football equates out to 23 and 57, emblematic of the futility the team has mostly experienced since their one Super Bowl win in 1969, and is abysmal by any standard, rendering the Jets as virtually irrelevant as they search for answers at coach and quarterback in much the same fashion that has saddled the Dolphins in sub-mediocrity during that period as well. Where once you could taste the hostility of this rivalry in the AFC East for weeks leading up to each encounter, you now have an inconsequential twice-seasonal occurrence that sparks more indifference than it does emotional fire. So it's the 3-7 and seven Dolphins going nowhere for Miami versus the 2-7 and seven Jets and another brutal year for Jet football. Hardly the type of scintillating stuff that inspires memories of this rivalry's past glory and indicative of how inept, inconsistent management, coaching, and subpar players can take the buzz right out of what used to be a couple of glorious Sundays each and every year. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Funds. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. 
the largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America, is on the way with distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities. Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, its time has come. Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the southeast for strokes. But it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy. And if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7 Catholic Health Services. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.